T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Home and home. Can you be happy with an ex having success, whether that's in a relationship, a job, or as a sports fan? Can you root for Andy Reid if you're in Philly? Can you root for Jimmy Garoppolo if you're in New England? We'll continue to break down that discussion. And also baseball. Who did not vote for Derek Jeter? Why is he not a unanimous Hall of Famer? Are Bonds and Clemens ever going to make the nod? It's a hump day home and home radio.com sports original. We're brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Check them out. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter the smartest way to hire the guy we have hired as a radio.com baseball analyst, MLB network analyst as well. John Heyman, he has a Hall of Eight and joins a Hall of Fame vote. He joins us on the program. John, thank you for your time. It's Dave Briggs and Ross Tucker. Uh, Derek Jeter, one vote shy of joining Mariano as unanimous. Should these votes be public? What should be done with that one dude? If we ever figure out who it is, what should be done with that writer? Uh, well, I can tell you it wasn't me. I voted for Jeter. I don't know who it was. I would like all the votes to be public. Uh, you know, it seems to be the opposite of what you think as a journalist, and the voters are journalists, and uh, they you think they'd want uh, full disclosure and explanations and all that. Um, I certainly give mine, and I think more than half the voters do at this point. But, uh, you know, if I didn't vote for Derek Jeter, maybe I'd want to be private, too. I mean, there's no there's no good reason not to vote for Derek Jeter. I guess you could say, well, Tom Seaver, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, they all should have been unanimous as well, so no big deal. And, and that is true, but uh, I am curious as well as to what the reasoning was. More more about the reasoning than the person, it's hard to believe. Yeah, that was going to be my question, John. Do you think it's someone that's just such a big fan of either Mariano Rivera or one of those other guys <laughs> that you mentioned and didn't feel like Jeter was deserving of, of joining Rivera on the unanimous mantle? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I hope that wasn't it. That that would make no sense to me. If you think someone deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, you should vote for them. You're not obligated to vote for 10. I didn't this year. I had uh, in the previous uh, four or five elections. But the, the, the ballot opened up. Uh, we had four guys get in last year, so uh, it was pretty wide open. I mean, I know that uh, one excuse has been in the past. Someone wants to game the system and say, I want to see Bobby Abreu stay on that ballot. I'm going to give him a vote. That'll be my 10th vote and not Jeter. Something like that could happen. I don't know. I'd love to hear the explanation, but because as I looked at that ballot, there was one obvious candidate who you simply had to vote for, and that was Jeter. I thought there were 15 other good candidates. Uh, they were either arguable or borderline, whatever you want to call them. I didn't think anybody else was a, an iconic figure, an all-time great, who you had to vote for. Um, but you absolutely had to vote for Derek Jeter. So I'm, I am very curious as to what happened here. Talking to a Hall of Fame voter, John Heyman, MLB Network, Radio.com, 
baseball insider. I thought there was another obvious choice, but then again, John, I'm from Colorado. I think without a doubt, Larry Walker is a Hall of Fame. Couldn't be happier that your ballot was wrong in that regard. How do you think Larry Walker is not a Hall of Famer? 313 career header, uh, best OPS in the history of the game as far as a right fielder, and 15th all-time in that category. Well, uh, I think it was either 2014 or 15, so only five or six years ago where he got 10% of the vote. So 90% of the people agreed with me at that point. And I don't remember any outcry from anybody. There might have been some, but uh, it was pretty muffled if there was. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the Internet, uh, the people who are stat people, um, and, and they have good points, they have fair points, and it's an arguable case, um, convinced the other 66% to uh, go ahead and change their mind. I, I know in the past we were criticized for changing our minds because uh, a guy's career didn't change, and I rarely have changed my mind. Sometimes on that last year I give a guy a vote who I hadn't voted for, and I certainly considered this uh, long and hard and uh, ultimately decided uh, that uh, he wasn't one of my top five, and uh, so I didn't vote for him. Um, you know, I think it was – uh, interesting to see him go from 10 to 76, and uh, certainly if you get three-quarters of a vote, you know, I think it's fair to say you're deserving and you're in. So I have nothing against it. I'm happy for him. Um, uh, my issue was the availability more than anything else. Um, mm. You know, I understand he had a very high war, um, great all-around player, but uh, I think there was only one year in which he played 145 or more games. I know that he was involved with two strikes short shortened years, so there could have been three there eventually, but, uh, you know, I think the availability is huge, and, uh, you know, if you're not playing, then you, uh, particularly in those years where they weren't, wasn't such emphasis on the bench, it, it was usually somebody who was not nearly as good as him who was playing, so, um, he, you know, I, I go by impact, I I didn't see, uh, you know, he didn't have a signature moment, uh, did not have the impact that I should be all famer but right. i'm fine with it it's good I'm, congratulations <laughs> to him all right he's an mvp two-time batting champ 565 ops but i'll rest my case we can all agree he wore a hall of fame worthy shirt on mlb network spongebob squarepants all over his shirt on the moment he gets into the hall talking to john Heyman, mlb network radio.com baseball insider I thought your ballot was very interesting and in that you voted for Barry Bonds, but not Roger Clemens. Can you explain that process? Yeah, I generally do not vote for the steroid guys. I do believe that one Bonds, the narrative for Bonds, that he, he was a Hall of Famer when he started taking the steroids. Um, since there's kind of a line of demarcation where he goes from just a fantastic all-around player to Babe Ruth, and you can kind of tell when he started taking the steroids. So I thought he was a Hall of Famer at that point. Uh, I, I had a, a tougher time making that case for Clemens. I'm not sure what to believe with him. I do believe he perjured himself, even if he was found uh, not guilty in the trial. Um, and so I, I, I just don't know what to believe with Clemens. And I generally do not vote for the steroid guys. They've already made a lot more money than they would have ordinarily. They made uh, got many more awards in some cases. And uh, I, I am conflicted on bonds and uh, I, I didn't originally vote for him. And I changed and vote for him just because of the narrative that uh, he, he was not a steroid bullet taker until uh, Sosa and McGuire passed him. So that's how I differentiate. And I understand that they're very close, but every case 
to me is an individual case, so I look at everything individually. John, what I think is interesting about that is, like, how do you know Larry Walker never took steroids? I guess that's yeah, we don't, we, you didn't, right. you didn't gonna, vote for him. <laughs> yeah, we don't know, but I'm going to presume uh, with no evidence that he that he is clean. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm certainly not going to presume something negative about somebody. Uh, I uh, The players with no evidence against, I uh, take as clean and just go by their exploits and uh, their accolades and their career and uh, – you know, obviously, uh, the not only the majority, the three-quarter majority uh, felt he's a Hall of Famer. So uh, that's good enough for me. So then, so just so I know, John, the uh, the Hall doesn't say anything in terms of the steroid guys. It's really just up to the individual voters to say whether or not they they want to vote for the guys that have been implicated with steroid use. That's correct. It's all up to the voters, and that's why you see such a wide disparity of the way people handle it. Some people just vote uh, for uh, vote, vote against the guys who had a failed test and do vote for the other steroid guys. Some vote for no steroids, some, and many more are now just not weighing it at all. And uh, you know, I think I think it's a, a matter of, not of morality really, but of authenticity. How authentic was somebody's career? And there is a character clause, so. Uh, talk about character and no steroid allegations with Kurt Schilling, but certainly character issues after he stepped away from the game. And you did vote for Kurt Schilling. We're talking to John Heyman, MLB Network, Radio.com, Baseball Insider. Uh, Kurt does not get in, but you did vote for him. Uh, an interesting piece on Yahoo Sports this morning says every vote that pushes Schilling close to induction is complicit in both normalizing and rewarding his reprehensible behavior some very controversial political uh <laughs> statements after baseball for kurt schilling one why did you vote for him 11 and 2 all-time postseason three world series rings and one world series mvp and do you think his post-baseball character is the reason he's not and may not get in yeah i'm gonna guess whoever wrote that i didn't see that may not be a voter i do think the voters um generally have a different standard for the character. I mean, you might say mine is low. I don't know, but I, I vote for Kurt Schilling uh, as a whole. So there's one year I did not. That was the year that he did the tweet with the rope and the seeming a seeming threat or, or wish that uh, journalists uh, be hung. Uh, I deferred that vote, but uh, promised to vote again in future years for Schilling. And um, if everybody voted like me, he would have gotten in with 100% of the vote. Uh, every year but one that he was on. I, I, I think the, I, I do look at the character issue. 
Uh, I do find his views and behavior reprehensible, but uh, for me, the bar is low. I mean, if it's O.J. Simpson, yeah, I'm not going to vote for him. His character is too low for me. But uh, if it's just somebody with some wacky opinions of things, uh, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold that against them. So, and I, I think very few writers do. He does get 70 percent of the vote, and uh, it's very hard to get that high of percent. And uh, I would say that. Of the 30% he doesn't get, I would posit that almost all of them are because his career totals are not that spectacular for a Hall of Famer. I I think you could make a case against him uh, just based on the merits. I I wouldn't make that case because, as I said earlier, when we talk about Walker, I vote on impact. Kurt Schilling had a major impact. You, You could not write the story of the last 25 years of baseball without mentioning Kurt Schilling many times. He was a big player, huge in the two championships and pretty big in the third as well. So uh, to me, he had a huge impact. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, While I don't agree with his positions, I don't love his behavior, I don't consider that, and I think very few do. He's getting 70% of the vote after all. Uh, John, speaking of character, uh, I got to ask you, I'm, I'm fascinated by the whole Astros, Red Sox cheating thing. I have not yet seen your position on any of the players involved, whether or not you think that they will and or should face any sort of discipline. Yeah, well, they're not going to face discipline because the reports already come out and uh, Commissioner Manfred handed out his discipline and uh, that was a year long suspension for uh, Luno and uh, and Hinch uh, with the Astros, plus the loss of the draft choices and the $5 million fine. So uh, I think he was appropriately tough. He said he was going to be tough after the Apple Watch incident in 2017. He made it clear that uh, he management uh, better not uh, be party to any of this. And uh, when they were, he uh, punished uh, pretty severely. Um, that said, uh, you know, I understand why none of the players were punished. I get it. Um, I get why the owner wasn't really punished. $5 million is a drop in the bucket for an owner. I don't consider that a, a major punishment. Um, you know, the evidence wasn't that clear, perhaps, for the owner and the players to get them to talk. And uh, you, the, the union would not let them talk unless they had uh, the immunity. So, uh, that's why they were not punished. That doesn't mean they were absolved, mm-hmm. and that goes for coaches on that staff. Too. I've seen some coaches come out and say, uh, suggest that they were absolved. Uh, that's not right. They were just not punished. Um, so it, it, the punishment ended up being uneven. I don't think that was Commissioner Manfred's fault. I think he had to give the immunity to the players uh, to get to the bottom of it. He did get to the bottom of it, and uh, he appropriately gave out some uh, stiff penalties. I would like to see the players – uh, really apologize and show some some contrition for what's gone on here because uh, they're still making their big salaries and uh, AJ Hinch and now Alex Cora and uh, uh, Jeff Luno have to wonder what's going to happen with their careers. I happen to think that uh, Hinch will land on his feet and uh, I think Cora probably will too. But uh, I think the players owe the, uh, because we we do believe this was player driven. They owe some big apologies to these men, and uh, I have not seen it from them so far. 
None. We did not see any in the case of Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve the other day. Very unfortunate, the lack of accountability for the players who are grown men. This is not college sports. A good point. John Heyman with us, MLB Network, Radio.com, Baseball Insider. Pedro Martinez, a Hall of Famer, weighed in yesterday and said, what happens in the clubhouse should stay in the clubhouse. Again, finding fault with the whistleblower here, Mike Fires, which has been pretty consistently the opinion. I think that's uh, just awful that that continues to be the opinion. Fires was the only guy, in my estimation, that had any integrity in this situation. What do you make of Pedro's opinion there? And did MLB really find out about this cheating scandal, courtesy a column in The Athletic? Are they that pathetic that they did not have an understanding of what was going on? I find that really hard to believe. Well, I mean, I think the rumors were out there, but I think that the investigation began when Mike Fires opened up to the athletic and, uh, as you said, uh, showed integrity. I think he also showed guts because there were other guys who verified uh, what he saw and have not been named yet. Uh, so there are a few people who I think are heroes in this, but, you know, obviously Fires is the biggest one. Um, yeah, I mean, Pedro Martinez, great guy, fantastic announcer, but, you know, he has an opinion that a lot of ball players have, which is that whatever happens in the clubhouse stays in the clubhouse. He's now in the media, so uh, he should realize he's in the media now, and that shouldn't be his opinion. So, uh, but you know, once you're a ball player and a great ball player, it's probably hard to get that out of your system. I saw Jessica Mendoza uh, suggested the same thing. Of course, uh, she had a horse in the race, uh, being that. Uh, uh, she is a uh, worker with an employee with the Mets. Uh, you know, Pedro's not with the Red Sox anymore, I don't believe. So I don't think he really has a horse in the race, but he just subscribed to the old theory that whatever stay goes on in the clubhouse stays in the clubhouse. Uh, I don't agree with that. I think that's maybe true of Las Vegas, but not in the clubhouse. John, last one for me. Uh, how bad is this for Major League Baseball? I, I just know sometimes I wonder if, any publicity is good publicity. The NFL, I almost feel like, embraces controversy at times. And I'm wondering if this is really that bad for baseball that everybody's talking about it so much. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I guess there's some good, some bad. It's a double-edged sword. I would say overall it's not good. I don't think it's great to have the 2017 World Series championship uh, tainted to any degree and perhaps 2018 as well. We will soon find out. Um, you know, I think the MLB did a good job coming down and uh, giving out some stiff penalties, and hopefully this will discourage anybody from doing it in the future. And obviously, yeah, people are talking about it, but there's a lot of talk in the offseason about Major League Baseball between the free agents uh, that are signed. Uh, that was some happy talk, and we had the Hall of Fame yesterday, which was happy talk, particularly for you from Colorado. That was a plus. And, uh, <laughs> To me, this is mostly negative, but uh, hopefully that the tough decision means that we won't have to go through this again. Not happy talk for this Rockies fan before we go is all this about Nolan Arenado, the, the greatest third baseman in the game today. Where is he next year? <laughs> well, uh, it's not good for the Rockies. Uh, you're right about that. Uh, they're already in a tough spot uh, having to trade, try to trade. Uh, I don't know if they, would, they have to trade, but they had to at least put on a show that they were trying to trade because he was clearly unhappy. And, and that now it's, it's explained why they were 
shopping uh, such a great player on such a long-term deal. And uh, it's bad for the Rockies. Uh, trade value uh, was going to be tough anyway because he's got a huge contract. Um, plus, he's got a no trade, and he's got an opt-out in two years. We just saw Rendon signed for similar money as a free agent. Uh, the Angels only gave up a draft choice. So why should a team give up three, four great prospects to take on a similar contract, particularly with a guy who's got an opt-out? You're going to have to do something to satisfy that opt-out. I think the no-trade clause, that might be solved easily because he's probably pretty clearly wanting to get out. So uh, uh, you got that. But it's uh, the fact that it's now become public, and I don't blame Nolan Arenado. He's frustrated. He, he when he yeah. signed that deal, they assured him they were going to try to win. They obviously have not done that. and But now the team is in a very particular bind because what do you do? Everybody knows that they really need to trade him at some point here before the two years are up. It is a bumbling, stumbling organization that I root for. And the second he signed that contract, <laughs> I, I felt like there was it was inevitable that they could not afford it a year or two later. Everyone in Rocky's universe saw this coming. It's really unfortunate the way it has ended and uh, just pathetic handling by, by my team. John Heyman, we really appreciate the time on a Wednesday here on Home and Home. Follow John Heyman. Check him out on MLB Network and here on Radio.com. Appreciate the time, man. All right. Good talking to you. Good luck to your Rockies. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. exclusively on the Radio.com app or at Radio.com slash home. Home and Home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.